So hello, this is Wayne Highlander. I'm National Sales Manager at Bona Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. All right, Rob. So today we're going to talk about the Guaranteed Bona Recoat System. I know you teach this a lot in your schools. You go over this. It's, uh, it's different than any uh, system out there right now. So why don't you uh, go ahead and lead us off on it? Well, first I'll pick off, you apart uh, whenever I can. First off, I just want to tell everybody that this is like the first win that I've had with these podcasts. It took a 20-minute argument with Wayne not to jam all of the recode systems and deep clean systems together. So this is a, a special day for me, a special podcast for me that uh, I finally came out on top. I'm the winner. I'm going to give myself a nice bell for, for my first win. I'm pretty psyched about this. Yep. I will, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and acquiesce to you on this. Oh uh, my, wait a minute. What was that word? Acquiesce. Was this I'm in pretty the, sure I used it in the proper context. I really hope so. I'm going to uh, try to find the spelling on that. I just wrote that down. Okay. Is this something hey, that you got, uh, did you get this word from, from corporate, the, the corporate oh, manager's training guy? Uh, I'm 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 glad you said. I thought you were going to go down a different road, man. No. I you know I I married uh, my wife is like ten times smarter than I am. I, and anytime I ever say anything or do anything halfway smart, everybody, all my friends always go, "You got that from Judy, didn't you?" You so know something. Now you that you go. talked about it, I remember the first time I I know I told the story the first time I met her, and you said, "Oh, this is my wife Judy." I'm like, "Oh yeah, right." And I'm Babe Ruth. Nice to meet you. And it really was your wife. She looks like she should be married to Darsh because your wife uh, carries herself. She, I thought she was a congresswoman, you know. What yes. is she doing yes. with, uh, you know, the Irish I, floor boy? I'll it. never know. I get that a lot. How'd that uh, happen? There was a, How, how'd that happen? I think there was like a, I think there was like a six-week window of time that I could have I got her. I think she felt sorry for me, and I think – any time before that or after that, it probably wouldn't have happened. So I, uh, I got lucky, played my cards right. That boy. Speaking of uh, weddings and marriages and what have you, you got a special occasion coming up. We sure do. My uh, youngest one is getting married in May. Matter of fact, I'm doing the podcast from their house today because uh, Pauline has the grandsons over to the house right now, and uh, I was just kind of forced out. You know, we need complete silence and uh, concentration when we're trying to do a great podcast for everybody and that was not going to happen in my house so yes right now i am in their home it's uh gotta be a pretty special occasion for you to watch your daughter get married well the uh, special thing about it is you know rebecca's a sweet kid and everything but you know we kind of thought uh, every family has a spinster and rebecca's going to be our spinster for sure you know it yeah. took a lot of uh, coaxing and money and begging and you know just me with the the fiance. Name is Kyle. Good for her. Big football player. Yeah. Great kid. Just uh, uh, gonna be such a, a kid you... asset to the family. I'm pretty sure he could just beat the crap out of anybody that I would tell him to. So I'm pretty happy about that. But uh, I can uh, let me tell you a little story. Do, you, do we have time for a story? I think we do. Yeah, we got time. We for got a time story. for a story. So uh, he's very uh, 
polite and he, he says, hey, I need to talk to you. So he says, uh, you know, I'd like to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. And I said, well, of course not. That's that's not going to happen. And he said, yeah, um, your other son-in-law told me you'd say something like that. And so we laughed about it. And he said, yeah, the ring will be here in about 10 days. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask her then. I said, okay, great. You know, so 10 days clicks by and then 11 and 12 and 14, 18. And he asked me not to tell anybody. So Pauline was having a bad day. So one day I said, hey, I'm going to tell you something, but you got to promise not to tell anybody. You know, it'll keep you happy. It'll make your day. I said, you know, Kyle's going to pop the question. I said, it should be any day now, too, because he told me, you know, 10 days. Well, after 18 days, Pauline is, you know, just got her hands around my neck choking me you you've got to contact him and find out what's going on so it was pretty close one day to sending him a text like uh have you changed your mind is everything okay did, did the check not clear what's going on but uh, the ring just took a little bit further but oh my god we did have a laugh about that that because uh, when he finally did pop the question you know we had a little get together with the family and everything and i was like, dude, I thought you changed your mind and uh, you, you didn't know how you were going to tell me that this isn't going to happen. And, you know, we'd be stuck with Cat Lady. <laughs> well, I remember you telling me about him. He sounds like a nice guy. I remember this is a kid that you said you that's your retirement plan, right? That you think is going to take care of you in your old age? He probably would. Yeah. I, actually, I see my... Uh, my two son-in-laws or my future son-in-law, my son-in-law and my daughter-in-law, I see them taking care of me a lot better than my own children. And, nice. you know, now that we're talking about them, uh, nobody got luckier with uh, the people that uh, my kids have married into. You know, you're always kind of paranoid about, you know, how's everybody going get along? And, uh, I mean, the truth is, I like the kids that married into the family you know, probably better than my own kids. So uh, we couldn't be happier. Nice. And the other great thing is they all get along, which is, you know, huge. So I, uh, that's really nice. Yeah. I shouldn't play the lottery. I hit the lottery with this family. I don't know what, uh, any of that's all about because <laughs> we don't, we don't have any kids. The, the prospect of having a redheaded child was too much for my wife. And, um, and it's probably good. We killed it, you know, and not, not had any because I remember being a kid with red hair and I, you want to, you want to know how not to have a, a good uh, romantic life as a, as a kid in high school, the, have the, red hair, the red hair and freckles, join the band. Yeah. Have red hair, join the band, join ROTC, get an ROTC haircut. And that pretty much, I thought, talk about challenges I, I in life. I thought you football. Yeah, but it's hard to overcome. You were in the band. Now you're in the band. I didn't. I didn't know this. Well, I started. Last, I started. Last in the band. time I found out you're a minister. Now I find out you're in a band. You were in band. What? I hope this story is not too long. I have to tell this story. Yeah, I moved a lot. I went to eleven schools. I I think I told you that before I graduated high school. So you got you know in the military. Wait a minute. Wait. I gotta time. interrupt you. Tuba. You were the tuba player. No. 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 Okay. Please. All right. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Keep much, going. M much cooler than the tuba dude. So uh, uh, in Michigan, I I, uh, I played the saxophone, tenor sax, because my brother played the tenor sax, my older brother. And, you know, I want to be like my brother. And uh, 
So I, I joined the band just because he was in the band, no other reason. And I got in the band and I hated it immediately. It sucked. I didn't like anything about it. So, and I, I was having a hard time learning the keys. So I look at, so one day I went through the music book and I, I, I saw all the notes. And, you know, a note, certain note would make, you'd have to hold down six keys. Another note would make you have to hold down like three keys and then two keys. And so what I did, I went through every book and I wrote down, instead of looking at the notes, I wrote like six, two, one, one, three, nine, you know, whatever uh, on all the notes. So I never learned the notes. So I, 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 I got through the year like that, like I was autistic or something. I couldn't read music. So, so when I moved to Kentucky, uh, you know, the guidance counselor, they said, okay, what classes do you want? I said, well, I, you know, I got to be in the band, you know, and he said, okay, great. You know, so he signs me up for the band. So I get to the band and now when you're in the military, you're, you may live there one to three years and every, you know, every kid's a new kid and that's the way it goes. And that, you know, but when I moved to Kentucky, it's a rural school and all these kids knew each other from kindergarten on up. And so when they said, Hey, we have a new student, his name is Wayne Highlander. And um, what instrument do you play, Wayne? I said, I play the, I play the tenor sax. And everybody started clapping. Like they needed a tenor sax player. Like that's what they needed. So she goes, okay, well, let's get you outfitted, Wayne. They gave me the thing and I put my reed in there, whatever. And she goes, all right, well, go ahead and play the, some kind of scale. Like uh, maybe it's this E scale, whatever. I don't know, some scale. So I said, all right, now, my mind has gone blank now because the whole class is waiting, you know, the, the, for me to, to do the scale. So I get the read on and I'm, I'm just kind of like I'm warming up, like I'm blowing in I'm gibberish, right? Like I'm getting ready for the magic to happen. And then I stop and now, now everybody's looking at me like, okay, well, now he's going to go. And I said, I, I got nothing. <laughs> she said, and a really nice Southern accent. She goes, well, honey, I, I thought you said you were in the band before. I said, I was. She goes, you, you, you don't know a, a simple scale? I said, no. So I went back to the guidance counselor the next day. I go, hey, man, I got to get out of band. He said, that's the only class that you asked for. I said, it, it's not going to work out. So that was the end of my, uh, my band career. Ninth grade, it was over. So I couldn't, I got no uh, you, you, like on a next podcast, you couldn't grab a sax and, and give us a, a song or something. That's not going to happen. No, no, got nothing. That's too bad. Because I, yes, I'm okay, sure so people would have loved to hear that. Yeah, well, I could, I could play somebody else. I could play uh, one of the one of the great jazz musicians of all times, Miles Davis. If you don't know him, you you got to know him. He's uh, Miles Davis. It don't get no better. So, okay, um, let's see. Uh, guaranteed recode system, Rob. Um, I know you teach this a lot in the class. This kind of changes the game a little bit, right? I mean, uh, this is a, what's the guarantee? The guarantee is if the finish is good and you don't have any pre-existing adhesion issues, which means uh, if the floor is peeling, this is not the system for you. The system for you, if your floor is peeling, is to break out the big machine and take her down to bare wood. But when you have those people that uh, they maybe use some oil soaps, some acrylic polishes, something that's gonna won't be removed uh, without sanding. Now we have a system that will remove those products, and it is called a guaranteed recode system. So, let's see, uh, acrylic 
wax, those type of things on there, it'll remove? Heavy paste wax, oil soaps. You know, the, the big mistake that people make on floors, especially when they want to get another coat down. Yeah, this this uh, this pretty much changes the game. There is there was no other there is no other way to remove those products um, properly yep. to get great adhesion, and that's the whole deal with this. So here's the thing: when when guys, we'll talk about the process, Rob, a little bit first, and then when we talk about we talked a little about this a little bit earlier in the, what to charge for uh, for recoats, you got to charge for this, right? Yeah, oh, I mean, uh, yeah, this, this isn't your there's... your run and gun. Um, yeah, the thing is, too, once we started doing the system, I remember the first time I read about the system, and I know when people just read about the system and they um, you know, they see the steps that are involved and everything, including myself when I first started, and I'm like, oh my god, nobody's gonna do this system. Well, you know, now that I've gone out there on job sites. Uh, I did a bunch of stuff in the, the um, Bona plant, um, all the floors that uh, are you know, out in the entrance areas and everything. Well, you know, we really have worked with this guaranteed system a lot, me and the other guys in training. And you know, the thing is, it's not as hard as people think. It's a very, the system is flawless and it's a very simple system to use. And I'll just break it down pretty quick. Um, we have a remover, and this remover, it feels like the old Gojo, the old liquid pumice type product. You pour that out on the floor, you roll it, you roll it all out on the floor so you get a thin layer of this liquid pumice on the floor. And then we have uh, what we call the Bona abrasive brush. It's a 150 grit abrasive brush. kind of looks like a Tampico brush. Uh, but a different color. But like I said, it has uh, the bristles are like 150 grit. So you roll out the pumice, the remover. You buff that into the floor with the bone abrasive brush. You buff it all in. You do the corners and everything, the edges by hand. Then when that's all done, we've created that slurry. You jump on it with the power scrubber. And we have a special cleaner for that called the bonary um bona rinse rinse the floor off and the thing is is you do it to get the guarantee you do it twice it's kind of like you know the old shampoo wash rinse repeat it's the same thing you're gonna do you're gonna repeat that process one more time roll it out buff it in and then use the bona rinse with the power scrubber remove it again and then you're ready to coat. There is no abrading after that because between the pumice and the um, abrasive brush, we've got a great scratch pattern in the floor, but it's not a heavy scratch. And you're going to get some great build off of it. And then you're ready to coat. And the recommendation for the guarantee is you use any product from the Traffic family. Traffic Anti-Slip, Traffic Natural traffic HD or regular traffic. And so this, this doing this steps twice is a big deal, right? So you wouldn't want to get to where you put, you do this once you go, you know what? It looks like it's pretty good. It is very important that you do this twice because remember you're not, you're not putting a deep scratch in this floor and when it, and you want to make sure you get those contaminants off the floor. So 
definitely want to do this process twice. And um, also, during this process, you're using one of our, our uh, I think the most important part of this process is the Bono Power Scrubber. And for the, for the one reason, and it's the $50 word, extraction. Instead of uh, you know, buffers or anything that you're just kind of pushing the contaminants around, you are now actually extracting the contaminants off the floor. And so uh, it's, a, it's, it's an integral part of the system. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about that, uh, that word extraction, okay? There are some other products out there. There's other pieces of equipment out there that call themselves hardwood floor, you know, and they talk about the deep clean and everything. But most everybody else's unit uses a buffing pad. And a buffing pad doesn't extract like ours because we use a brush and the big difference is is the brush where when you're using a buffing pad you're forcing you're you're moving things around but it's always in the down pressure you know what i mean there's always head pressure forcing things down and then the back systems and everything will remove it where our system we're using a brush and that brush flexes it doesn't push things down into seams and and the vessels of the wood and everything, it doesn't push things down. That brush gets in there and scoops it out. And that is true extraction. Yeah, it's a difference maker. Uh, one of the parts also of the process of that is the using the rinse with the bone of power scrubber. So we explained to you the power scrubber is an extractor, but where we are using that boner remover, that pumice and everything, the one thing that I found is you may have to do more than one rinse. So you're going to want to, after you're done with the second removal and rinse process, don't just go into coating. You're going to want to see how that floor feels. You might feel some of that grit and you might need to rinse one more time or maybe even twice. We found on some of the larger areas, we rinsed it twice, but you want to make sure that you get that completely rinsed. But when you're done, when that's all set, there is no abrading. You're you're ready to go right into the coating process. So it, it really, it sounds more complicated than it is, but once you get the process down, it's quick, it's easy, it's painless. And, you know, the great part is it's guaranteed. So if you follow all of our directions that we're telling you, you follow everything we do and something happens to go wrong, we will, Bona will pay $1.75 a foot to help make the repair on that. And I remember when they first came out with this guaranteed system, I was like, uh, here we go. You know, another guarantee or another warranty. We've all heard this so many times. But then when I heard that the, the guarantee is uh, Bona will pay $1.75 a foot, that, that guarantee, I thought, oh man, that's got some teeth to it. That's uh, people get some skin yeah. in the game now. It's not just like, oh, hey, we'll give you free finish. That never was a great guarantee to me. This is a guarantee with with teeth. Yeah, and, and we know that you know the the to to redo a, a job that fails is is going to cost more than a dollar seventy five a square foot. But this way, help these help cover cost of materials and all that kind of stuff. And as we said before on recoats. I think it's great to have that conversation up front and say, listen, there's going to be no bullets left in the chamber. 
We're going to do everything we can possibly do, but we don't know exactly what's on this floor. Um, in case there is a failure, you can also charge to maybe just sand and refinish the floor. Here's our price to, to do a recoat. Here's our price if that doesn't work. Um, and, and you'll take, take the uh, recoat price or cost out of that. So, but yeah, you know, so let's also talk about this power scrubber, Rob. I think this power scrubber, man, uh, especially with all the wire brush floors that are out there right now, cleaning and maintenance, it, there's a lot of money in it. And, um, you know, as floor guys, you know, you think about how we make our money, you know, we make our money either one or two ways. We make our money, make our money either installing the hardwood floors or sanding and refinishing the hardwood floors. And in some cases, we think maintenance is almost like beneath us. Like, you know, that's oh, that's janitor work. And uh, it's been an eye-opener how much money is actually in, in recoats. The nice thing about it is, you know, like you and I, Rob, we did floors for 30 years, and me and, you know, what, six months for you. And so that's a lot of, a lot of customers we have out there already. All, all, all these gold mines out there that they know us, they trust us already. We've been in their homes. They don't have to vet us anymore. I mean, and uh, so, you know, the average, I think when you sand and refinish someone's floor or you do floor work, I think the average that you go back to that person to do work is seven to 10 years. So this way, being able to do cleaning uh, or maintenance codes gets you back in their house much sooner. You know, you can I, I see guys doing like spring cleaning sales, sending out postcards to all their customers saying, you know what, we can come in before uh, for spring or, you know, before Thanksgiving and the holidays, come in, clean the floor, look at the coasters. Do they need more coasters? Leave a cleaning kit. You know, it's just it's professional. It's just kind of a way to and instead of going up and carrying that 200 pound machine in the room and and breaking out the, the the sandpaper and sanding that floor this is another nice revenue stream absolutely i've been trying to i've been talking to guys at the schools and everything uh labor is huge okay labor is huge we, we've talked about this i don't know how many times i like using this deep clean building a deep clean system you know you're not going to have to have your job site forming out doing this so this is a good way to get a feeder system going you know hire a couple of young college kids or something see how they do but it gives them it gives you an opportunity to see how these kids are going to interact with customers are they going to show up on time you know and then they can work themselves into the regular crew and and you know start to become a craftsman you know you've heard me say it before it's a service industry okay it's a service industry. We're not used to a service industry. The, the wood floor contractor, we're craftsmen. We have that craftsman eye. And like you said, you know, sometimes we kind of look the other way with this because we feel that it is more of just a service. But the thing is, and what I've really seen in the schools and everything, is this is how you build a lifetime customer. You sand the job and then you get back in that house once a year like you said, you can check the felt tips. You can check walk-off mats. Are they using the right cleaner? You give the floor a cleaning, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you know, or what, what, whatever you base your price on and everything. But anyways, now all of a sudden, that woman has known you for 10 years. And when anybody, anybody is out, you know, she's sitting at work having lunch with her friends or whatever, and somebody says, I'm thinking of having my hardwood floors done, she's going to say, I got a guy. Because she knows you. 
She knows you by, you know, your first name. She's known you for 10 years. You've been taking care of her floors. You know, I had a, when I was talking about this at the school, I had a guy look at me just this past week and say, wow, if I had 15 of those people, I'd have 15 salesmen out there who I don't have to pay a dime to. And they're going to be passionate salesmen for you too. So this whole deep cleaning program is, uh, is a winner. You know, it just needs to be cultivated a little bit. You know, it's funny. Uh, we talk about charging for what you do and, and guys think, well, if I charge $3 a square foot to, uh, to stand and finish, you know, I, I can't possibly charge anywhere near that. Um, when I got involved with, uh, the Jansen community and, you know, they were doing, they were cleaning the carpets and drapes and what have you. And, the, uh, and the tile, and they, they want to get into do, cleaning the hardwood floors. And I think I mentioned this earlier, the amount of money they were charging was was just blowing my mind. Um, and then I'll tell you, um, I got a call one day to do some work on this guy's boat. Uh, and um, he said, yeah, what's down in the Richmond dock? This is in California, and, uh, you know, so I'll meet you down there and uh, to do the estimate and see what needs to be done. I said, all right. I said, well, how will I know it's your whose boat it is? He said, "Well, it's it's Larry Ellison's boat." I said, "Well, yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. I mean, how will I know?" He goes, "He's like the fourth richest man in the world. Look for, look for the biggest boat you can find." And um, so I went down there, and this boat was there was no words. I mean, um, it had uh, swimming pool inside. had a had a had a, actually had a submarine inside the boat, a yellow submarine. It was about seventy five feet long. And there was another yacht inside the boat. It was a 465-foot ship is what it was. It had two uh, ports for helicopters and what have you. But my point is, the guys that did the work before me, on this magnificent, the fourth richest man in the world, used one of the, one of the low-end finishes that we make. <laughs> As If there's never a chance in your life that you can bid a job to put traffic at that time, at that time it was there was no traffic. HC was traffic. This is the job. Are you waiting for the third richest man in the world? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so uh, I just came away shaking my head, man. Did so they feed you the when you were on that boat? Did they feed you? Uh, no. Uh, it's just they had a six-man Navy SEAL team that was there all the time on the boat. I was going to uh, say, I bet they kept an eye on you, especially, you know, with the red hair and everything. They had to be really, yeah. really keeping well, an eye Navy, on you. I think they were sizing me up. Yeah. They're not worried about me physically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so um, this could be a fantastic revenue stream for people. I, and listen, I don't, I'm not cavalier about recoats. I, I, you know, I think some people talk about them like, oh, it's just a recode, go out, it's green, it's, it's easy money. Um, it's hardwood floors, for, they call it hardwood floors for a reason, right? There is no easy part of it. But this is as, about as easy as it gets if we do our homework in, uh, up ahead of, you know, ahead of time and, um, and cover your bases. So I just think it's important that we talk about this because, or sometimes this episode is for guys that say, you know what, I'm not interested in recodes, I'm busy. But maybe this will give some insight into uh, some ways that will help them be more successful uh, because there's a lot of different options out there. We talked earlier about our, our diamond abrasives. I think should be part of anybody's game plan on a, on a recoat. 
uh, if they're not going to use the, uh, the boner remover system. So this is called the boner remover system that nope. we're talking about right now. Which... No, it's called the boner guaranteed recode system. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, you're just kind of making things up now. Why don't you? <laughs> you know, I'm going to give you a timeout, Bell. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. All right. We're going to talk about some uh, floors where you're really going to use this. Okay. How many floors out there do you want to recoat, but you can't screen them? Let's think of a couple. How about uh, a hand scrape floor? Can you screen a hand scrape floor? No. I mean, it's going to be uh, certainly a lot more challenging for sure. You're, you're going to have to, uh, well, how do you get, you know, the screen's just going to pass over the parts that well, have you, been scraped. That's a, that's a job you're doing by hand manually. Right. Uh, that's exactly right. You're going to be doing that job by hand. Yeah. What about distress yeah. floors? Yeah. Same thing. Wire, wire brush floors, the same thing. I don't know how you'd ever do a wire brush floor. You're not even going to be able to do that one by hand. But with the remover and the brush, the abrasive brush, it gets down into all of those crevices. V-groove floors, thin veneer floors, all of those types of floors that you can't really screen, that you can't really abrade or sand or anything. Now you've got a system and it's a guaranteed system. And the other thing is, it is so easy to do. It's so easy to use too. It's the most user-friendly system out there. And if you have the power scrubber, you're like the one guy in the neighborhood that has a swimming pool. <laughs> because everybody wants to borrow your, your power scrubber. Because, you know, they find that job, they need it on. Or, or how many times, Rob, have, uh, have you you've seen this where you've gone in and, um, uh, you know, the, the sheetrock guys come in on top of a wire brush floor and they get that sheetrock dust between the, in the, uh, in the uh, crevices of the wire brush floor and they can't get it back out. Now they got a problem. Well, that problem is a lot of money sitting there. Right. Um, so um, we've had people come to the school of... just to learn how to do this, and they built their own deep clean business. They had nothing to do. As a matter of fact, we had this uh, couple from Long Island come to a school, and day one got over, and she said, "Geez, when do you talk about the power scrubber?" I said, yeah, "Sorry, so we, you know, we do all that on day four. She goes, "No problem. I, I got a lot to learn." And she, I said, you know, so what made you come to the school? You know, it doesn't look like you're you're into hardwood floors. She goes, I'm in the restaurant business. My husband and I are in the restaurant business and live in Long Island. And I'm on a, a, a home or a Facebook page or something. Yeah, Facebook page of young mothers of Long Island. It's about 2,500 women that, you know, share experiences and, you know, tips and tricks and everything. And she said, somebody there said, does anybody know who cleans hardwood floors? And she said, there was 30 or 40 people that just said, no, nobody had an answer. And then somebody said, hey, if you find somebody, let me know. And she said, after that, there was 200, yeah, me too's, you know, let me know. She said, I looked into it a little bit. I saw that Bona had a great system. And now she's got three little trucks running around Long Island. And that's all they do is... Uh, Deep clean wood floors. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, there's a that's... huge industry for this. And like you were saying before, you know, the wood floor guy, he's only got a couple of avenues to make money sanding or installing. Now, you know, this is a great avenue and it's just 
part of that whole building the lifetime customer and becoming the guy. Well, and here's the other the other part of this equation too is that you know if you're coming into people's homes and what have you and they got little kids running around, part of your system if you're putting traffic on these floors as you should be, then then it's you know you're using a Green Guard certified product. So you know to get back on the floors with no dust, not having to. In many cases, they can leave the the big the big furniture in there if they you know sometimes they'll say listen I don't I'm, that cabinet's never going to move just leave the cabinet there we'll go around it. Um, and using certified, uh, green guard certified products, man, is a huge part of the equation. So it's a nice package, um, and should be sold accordingly. Right. You know, it's a nice to have the brochures and you know, Bono has brochures that we can give out to you. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, this is a, it's a tremendous system. It's a winner. Yep. All right, Rob, I appreciate all the insight. And uh, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Please stay tuned to another episode.